Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's the snap, looking right, lobs it for Puka, end zone, leaping catch, got it, Puka Nakua, a 22-yard go-ahead touchdown. Out there with him and just enjoy um, the uh, excitement that he has playing this game. I've seen a lot of Cooper tape and it consuming more and more. <laughs> a little bit of him and you? A little bit, def- definitely a different style, but I love being able to watch it. He has a plethora of things that he can do, so it makes it super nice to be able to learn from him. Oh man, he's just the same, same person before that uh, he's been uh, through these last four weeks and, you know, put his head down and got back to work. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. What a weekend it was. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside... Maybe Jamar Chase, maybe Matthew Berry. Yeah, look at that release package. Come on. Jay Croucher, of course. Always steady. Exactly. The, the key is here, try to guard me. Try to guard me. Press coverage. Yeah, either way. Either way. Either way. The key is the hands. Exactly. Look at that. Of course, please. I use my size and speed combo to get open. Matthew did a, uh, a rendition standing up before, which is one of the most terrifying things I've ever yeah. seen in my to life. To not get mic'd up. Which, Please. Yeah, Come on. Should... I call him once. Yeah. I call him uh, once. To call me once, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Listen. That. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, give me the ball. Look, I'm open. <laughs> Look at me. I'm always open. I'm always up and open. There we go. Yeah, honestly, like if, if Jamar and I walked into a bar, I don't think people could tell us apart. Well, not with that jersey. No, certainly. Certainly not. Big day. Listen. Uh, Jamar Chase, Monster Day, you know, uh, when you think back a week five, George Kittle, DJ Moore, tra- I mean, we're going to talk about all these. Like, I feel like if you didn't have a multi-touchdown score in your fantasy matchup, do you even play fantasy football? No, you lost. Like, right. You either lost or you either won big or lost big. I, I, I don't think there's that many. Like Travis Etienne, massive day. There's yeah. a lot of massive days. A lot of massive days. just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, you know, 100%. So, we got a lot to get through. We will get to all the weekend warriors. Yes. Speaking of massive days. Scaries. Speaking of massive days. In Los Angeles, there were a few of them. See what I just did there? <laughs> That's what they call a tease. That's what you call a segue, yeah. Connor Rogers from hey, Lomagod. Roto World Player News. For all your Roto World Player News, go to NBCSports.com, of course. And here's the notable Week 5 injuries. Listen. This is why you're a professional host, because I skipped over the injuries. <laughs> yes. I, I want to go, I no, to go was right. the one thing you were so passionate about in our pre-production meeting? I know. Well, listen, and then Stupid Steven showed. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Stupid Steven D'Agostino showed, you know, Puka Nakua scoring a touchdown. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to the L.A. game first. Yes. You know, I guess, guess he didn't want to roll video of uh, – 
you know, Anthony Richardson getting his AC joint yes, sprained, exactly. unfortunately. Listen, we are going to cover all of the big-time injuries throughout the show while we go in-depth on the games. Anthony Richardson, yes, the AC joint injury. Daniel Jones, a neck injury similar to what he had two years ago. James Conner hurts his knee. Justin Jefferson with a hamstring. And Travis Kelsey, although he came back with the ankle. We will get into all of these. But with that, yeah. let's jump right into the Eagles. Also, Zay Jones. I was going to just say in terms of smaller oh, yeah. injuries, Zay Jones left the game as well. Tank Dell got a concussion. Like, you know, there's some smaller names there's as well. Sneaky one that I didn't even realize. De- Devon Achan came out of the game. A little ankle sprain as well. Just yeah. wants to monitor. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Plenty to go around. With only one ankle, he might only <laughs> run for 120 yeah, yards. Right. Exactly. I mean, right? And one touch. Right. We'd have to lower expectations for A-Chan on just one ankle. Well, in positive injury news yes, front, Cooper Cup was back. And Cooper Cup looked exactly like the Cooper Cup we know and love. Catches 8 of 12 targets, 118 yards. But in even better news, Matthew, Puka Nakua doesn't go away. Yeah. Uh, what is it? A pu- uh, Puka Makana means no worries. That's right. What or a lot of people have said. Haku- Hakuna Nakua. I think that maybe that's better. Hakuna, Hakuna, Hakuna Nakua. Uh, it means no worries, especially when you've got both these guys in your lineup. We said on Fantasy Football pregame, we said all last week, both guys are top 20 wide receivers. Both guys can be started. Both guys absolutely were. Both with double-digit targets. Both with an over 30% target share. Uh, both with at least seven receptions. Puka gets the touchdown. Uh, Cup gets over 110 receiving yards, 118 uh, in fact. I don't know that there's anything other than to say, like, if you have one or both these guys on your team, enjoy. They, play the, they yeah. play the Cardinals next, then they're home to the Steelers. They're at Dallas. Okay, not a great matchup, although the, the Cowboys certainly looked vulnerable after last night. And then they're at Green Bay. But three of the next four are ones that you aren't worried about at all. And even the Dallas game, they're so good at scheming these guys open that I think it's it's really miraculous. Hopefully you didn't quote-unquote sell high on Puka because Cup was coming back. Like, I think this is completely legitimate, guys. Yep, I agree. And to me, the biggest stat out of this game is that Puka Nakua had 11 targets and the Rams, yeah. the Rams only had the ball for 22 minutes. They just couldn't get off the field. It must be so demoralizing playing the Eagles right. because once you get into third and short, it's just over. Eagles converted 13 of 18 third downs. The, uh, the brotherly shove uh, was working to mm-hmm. perfection. Uh, but Puka Nakura, 11 targets, 7 for 71. Let me ask you guys this. You, you mentioned the bro- Broadly shot. I brought this up on, uh, on Twitter. Is this the Reggie X. Bush thing? Yeah, 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 the Bush push. Yeah. Like, I called it the Bush push, and everyone's just like, Matt, you, like, I was saying something <laughs> dirty. And make no mistake here, I saw people. saw that as well. Yeah, make no mistake here, people. Like, I have no problem saying dirty things. Right. I think is this show is evidence as well. It's the fact that I, <laughs> I left, wanted to land. I left, I left Disney, you know what I mean? Just so I could, you know, live my own free life. But I'm just saying... Uh, that was not intended to be dirty at all. Like it was, it was, it was. Were you guys like confused by that? Because it's like again, like it, it started with a Reggie Bush pushing at Liner in the USC games. Legendary, it was the legendary the Bush moment. push, and everyone was just like, "What's a Bush push?" I'm like, "That's what it's called." And they're like, oh, "Maybe it's the Tush push or the Brotherly shove." Screw the Brotherly shove. I think like, we need they, to differentiate the the way the Eagles do it from the way the Giants do it, though, because they're completely different plays. Because yeah. one time it works every single time, right. and then the other time you injure two of your offensive linemen <laughs> yeah. and you don't get the first down anyway. No, in fact, I mean, I will say. It is seeing other, like we've seen Baker Mayfield try it. We've seen, you know, uh, Josh Dobbs. We've seen a lot of other quarterbacks try it. No one is as good at it as the Eagles are with Jalen Hurts. It's really, they have, I mean, they may have to make a rule in the NFL just because it is so effective for them. I reckon they start doing it every play. Just do it every play. You get three yards every single play. You got four chances. Football back to 1944. Exactly. Let's do it. There's no way anyone stops Mm. that.
I, that just tells me your following might be made up of like 13 year olds, though. That's kind of what I got to do. You know what I, that, which I will is very shocking. Can, I'll, you'd be amazed. I mean, because I will tell you this. I, no, this is a true story. Like, my wife, is, my wife is always constantly amazed. Is that when I'm out in public and that, like, I get a. It's, it's a lot of times it is, it is college kids, it's high school kids. Younger kids, like I also, I get also get the the olders, you know, old the Adam Thielen's, the Adam Thielen's, there it is, the Adam Thielen's come to the world, yeah, come up and say hi as well. But no, but no, and also my my wife is consistently amazed at the youth of my fan base, so which I have as well. Look at us here. Look, welcome. Yeah, my children over here. But yes, um, so yeah, not just uh, not just in real life, but also on social media. Um, Puka Nakua played 100% of the snaps, guys, and uh, 95% of the snaps for Cooper Cup in his first game back. Both guys locked in as top 20 fantasy wide receivers moving forward. And the only, to me, the only thing on the, the only issue on the Eagles, as good as the Eagles is moving on, Jalen Hurts had a Jalen Hurts type game. Yep. It was great to see the rushing over 70 yards. Uh, props to. Uh, Props to Lawrence Jackson, who that was uh, that was one of his best bets, I believe, on pregame, wasn't it? The uh, the Jalen Hurts rushing alternate line. Yes, it was. It was the yeah, alt yeah, fifty plus. He had fifty plus uh, on the alt line. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to Lawrence Jackson. Great call. Our uh, our pickup line segment continues to yes. crush. Uh, both you and Lawrence's bets hit uh, yesterday. The only concern here is Devontae Smith, guys. Jay, this was this was not good. It wasn't good. And you just think that he is the type of player who's at a level where he can't have these games. He's exactly. too good to be one for not six. Not where but he was drafted. The sneaky thing is... He's is wide receiver 92 as we head into Monday Night Football. It's not great. Like, outside the top 90. The sneaky thing is, is that A.J. Brown is fourth in the league in receiving yards. Remember when the concern was about A.J. Brown and him not having a great start to the season? He's been a monster the past couple of weeks. And I do think just with the amount that they run the ball with... It clearly looks like A.J. Brown is one and Devontae Smith is two. And then if there are going to be games where Dallas Goddard does what he does, then there's just not, there's just not enough passing to go around. He's had under 50 receiving yards in three or five games this season, below a 15% target share in two of the last three games. Three games already with five or fewer targets. He only had four of those such games last year. Look, Dallas Goddard went off in this game as well, so I'm not ready to hit the panic button just yet. He's too good, and this offense is too good, and we've seen it successful. But it does feel like you've got three alphas in Smith, Brown, and Goddard, and one of them is going to be the odd man out in every game. There's just not enough passing volume in this game, in this in this offense to go around, and it feels like more often than not, Smith is out. To me, I'm not, quote, selling low, because I don't think you're going to be able to... I mean, again, he's wide receiver 92 this week. Mm. He's had, you know, again... Under 50 receiving yards in three or five games a season. They play the Jets next week, which also you don't love. They're, they're on the road at the Jets. Um, but I guess what I would say is, is like, I'm not selling low. I think, I think your best pet, bet here is just to sort of stay put because you're not going to get the potential value out of him. And I do think better days are ahead. They have to be. He's too good and they're too good. Agreed. Let's jump into Bengals, Cardinals here and Jamar Chase. We heard him last week. We've seen the frustration. But after this game where he catches 15 and 19 targets for 192 yards and three touchdowns, a different Jamar Chase. Let's look at week four, Chase, versus week five, Chase. In four games this season, do you feel like you've had less time to get open and create space for yourself? No, nah, I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity. I'm sorry. 7-Eleven. That's all I got to say, brother. You heard the man. Yeah. 7-Eleven. <laughs> He's always open. He even posted. Yeah. A 7-Eleven 
in Let's, honor of him being always open. Let's get my guy an endorsement deal. Come on now. <laughs> Where are we going? Listen, and, and to be clear, it doesn't have to be 7-Eleven. It could be 24-Hour Fitness. There you uh, go. You know? There you go. Right? It can, I mean, there's a lot of different, you know. It a could diner. be IHOP. Yeah, you know, IHOP, Denny's. yes. There How you about go. where's Denny's? I'm just saying. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of options that, here. Right. How about yeah. an airport? I'm just saying like, there's a lot of different places that are open 24 hours. This Mark Chase brought to oh. you by LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, he is, he is always open. I'm representing ProudFantasyLife.com investor, by the way, uh, Jamar Chase. Monster game here. I don't know that there's anything really to say. 32% target share, by the way, in three straight games. Uh, again, like we expected a massive target share with no T. Higgins here, and it was a, obviously a very good matchup. But look at their upcoming schedule. Seattle, bye. At San Francisco, you don't love that. Home to Buffalo, home to Houston. So next week against Seattle should be good. He is. He's always, he's always open. There's not really anything to talk about here other than just, you know, listen. Hopefully you were patient with Jamar Chase, and it paid off because he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and one of the best wide receivers in fantasy, and he won you your week this week. Yep. Second in the league in targets, second in receptions, both as prophesied preseason, second to Puka Nakua in both of those categories. I think the biggest... Is that me or Jamar Chase? Oh, that is Jamar Chase. <laughs> okay, I can confirm. That's... Sorry, I that's thought this one. might have been my high school footage for a second, but oh, nope. Boy. Nope, this is actually Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow looked good, Connor. He looked healthy. I That's think the most important thing. Look a little uh, more spry in this game on the calf. To me, the most important play of this game, randomly, Joe Burrow had a 10-yard scramble where he was running properly. Yes. There was no limp, nothing. They needed the first down signal afterwards. He was back. He just looks healthy. What he got into that throw, that deep one to chase, he looks like he's 100%. He's now had 40 or more pass attempts in three of the last four games. The concerns that maybe they would go more run-heavy given the calf injury hasn't proved itself. It hasn't been pretty, obviously, up until this game, but it's nice to see Joe Burrow doing Joe Burrow-type things. So, still unsure what the hell happened in that Tennessee game. I still yeah, it's, don't right, it's, it's, it's super, super weird, Someone's obviously, sick. as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Bengals are back, baby. The, uh, the Bengals are back. One note. By the way, also, I just want to mention this, too, just real quickly while we're just talking about this game. Incredibly frustrating if you have Joe Mixon on your team. Like, they gave him the ball, like, on the one-yard line it's like, three carries. different times, like, and he couldn't get into the end zone. Like, it's like from one yard out, you're like, oh, for, just fall in. Just just fall into the end zone, and they, they couldn't. Uh, I, I got a feeling he's, he'll be highlighting uh, Ian Harditz's sheesh report this week. But um, anyway, very upsetting. One note for Arizona in this game. We set it at the notable injuries at the top. James Conner yeah. uh, gets hurt with the knee injury. His head coach, Jonathan Gannon, said after the game he's feeling okay on that long run. He might have gotten his foot stuck in the ground. Um, so it was a first-half injury. He did not return to the game. We'll keep an eye on James Conner's status throughout the week. Yeah, we'll talk about this more tomorrow as we get more updates on James Conner. Amari DiMicardo played 100% of the snaps following James Conner's injury. By the way, shout out to Michael Smith. This is the kind of player that Michael Smith loves on fantasy football pregame. He talks about all these Kate Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Keontae Ingram has normally been the backup, but he's been inactive the last two weeks. They've used Rondell Moore in the backfield yep. a little bit. I've seen other people, Evan Silver being one of them, suggest that Rondell Moore could be Austin Eckler-ish. Do you, I mean, do you, could you see that, or is he too small to be an NFL running back, Rondell Moore? You're not going to run him like that. But when you look at what he did at Purdue, he was so effective with the ball in his hands, and that's what they tried to do with him as a wide receiver. Everything was behind the line of scrimmage. So I think there's creative ways to get him pitches and you know dump passes in the flats. 
running between the tackles. He's pound for pound one of the used, strongest used, players in the league. They've legit yeah. used him in the backfield the last two weeks, handing the ball yeah. off to him. Right. I mean, you know, I think it's a, a better fit back. than wide receiver for him. I just wonder what the volume ceiling is. Yeah, yeah. I so guess my they're, they're one and four. Let's get weird in Arizona. Why not? Just try. Just try Rondell yeah. yeah. Moore at running back. I've dated some girls from Arizona. They're not scared to get weird in that state. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know. That. I'm just gonna let you know that. Oh man, they do call Tempe the Miami of the uh, desert. Just, so. Listen, All right. I guess we can go to Tennessee uh, if you're young, if you're, I'll just say this. If you're young and single, get yourself to Arizona. There you go. Um, uh, all right. Look. Uh, tough segue to it'll, probably be, it'll, probably be, it'll probably be more of a committee is my guess is that if Connor were to miss some time. Okay. All right. Titans, Colts. Listen, Jonathan Taylor gets the big extension. Everybody celebrates. Everyone's happy. Matthew, you kind of warned everybody throughout mm. the week. Let's temper expectations and don't. Cut Zach Moss. Don't move on right. from Zach Moss. And Jay, Zach Moss, a smooth 23 carries for 165 yards and two touchdowns. Also added in two catches for 30 yards in this game. Yeah, did they give the right man 26.5 <laughs> million guaranteed? Because Zach Moss looked like the better running back out there. To be fair, first game back for JT, we expected that there would be rust, there would be a pitch count, and so it was. But, I mean, Zach Moss is just playing so well. I mean, here's the thing, is that if Jonathan Taylor wasn't back, Zach Moss would be in the running to win the rushing title. Like, he's been that kind of player so far. And I think he has played so well that they're just going to have to keep on giving him carries, even as JT gets back up to speed. Yeah, I mean, we, did, we, did, we knew he would be on a snap count. I think what we said on pregame is, ideally, you're not doing anything with Jonathan Taylor, that it's a tough matchup. Not for Zach Moss, but it's a, it's a, it was a tough matchup, and we expected a limited workload. He ultimately ends up playing only 10 snaps. I think part of that is because it was his first game back, and part of it because Zach Moss was running hot. Yeah. Like, give credit where credit's due. How yeah, weird it is that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase couldn't do anything against the Titans secondary, but Zach Moss can gash them on the ground against the best run defense in football for 23 for one. It is this league, right? Any given, Evan, any given Sunday um, – what will be interesting, though, is I think two things. Number one is right. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's uh, production is going to increase as the weeks go on. But Zach Moss has played well enough that he's not going to be completely disappeared. I don't think Jonathan Taylor, as weird as this sounds, I know he just got paid. And I know he's awesome. And we love him. He's a friend of the podcast. He's been on this show. But as weird as it sounds, I don't think Jonathan Taylor gets Zach Moss's workload, guys. Like, no. Zach Moss has, got, has run too good. I think ultimately it's probably 65-35, 70-30, Jonathan Taylor to Zach Moss. But Zach Moss is going to play enough that I think it's going to be annoying to the people that have Jonathan Taylor on their team. One thing that is a positive to the extent that anything such that any such injury is, and we'll talk about Anthony Richardson here in a second, but he left this game with an injury. We're going to update that in a minute. But Gardner Minshew, obviously, it looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback here for a little bit. In the three games in which Gardner Minshew has played, the Colts have averaged 30 or more running back rushes a game. So my expectation here is that, like, without Anthony Richard, this is a team that wants to run. And so without uh, – and Gardner Minshew's mobile, but he ain't Anthony Richardson. Right. So I think you will see enough volume, basically. Jonathan Taylor, ultimately, when they're when fully healthy, I think Zach Moss will be a touchdown-dependent flex. And obviously, Jonathan Taylor will be, like – kind of a top 15, somewhere in that 10 to 15 range, 
Whereas if Moss were out, he'd be a top 10 guy for me. Yep, it'll flip at some point. I mean, next week you might even prefer Moss while Taylor still gets up to speed. Yes. Two weeks from now, you probably start to prefer Taylor. Maybe that's the inflection point at which it flips. The other sneaky thing here is that the Colts won the game and they're 3-2 and two and tied for first place in the AFC South. So this is, And they've got an easy schedule the rest of the way. So this is a team that I think is going to be in a lot of games and is going to be playing to make the playoffs and putting a lot of miles on these running backs. You know, it's inter- and I bet what are the, uh, when we do our future segment, but this would be interesting what the, what the Colts' odds are to win this division, which I bet go down if Richardson's going to miss a month. Yeah. Um, but Gardner Minshew's fine. Right. Like, I don't think, I don't think, think it's that big of a doubt. Da- I don't yeah. think it's that big of a drop-off. Exactly. They lose some ceiling because Richardson just has more upside. But right. in terms of week-to-week, I don't think it changes much. And looking now at the odds on DraftKings, the Colts are plus 400 to win the division, which seems a little bit big to me. Yeah. The Jags, I mean, the Jags are the best team in that division, but they've got a much harder first-place schedule. The, Jack, the game is at Jacksonville next week. Colts at the Jags, so that will do a lot to determine the, the uh, future of this division. Anthony Richardson, though, Connor, this was tough. It is tough because now this is the second injury of his young career. And, you know, I obviously had the concussion. Now he has the AC joint. He, he's taking hits. He's taking a lot of hits. He's taking big hits. And we knew that's going to be part of his game. I mean, the dude is about six foot five, 240-plus pounds. Yeah. But this is the nature of when you have a running quarterback and that second defender, you know, gets the ball. It's simple as that. And this is a tough scene for Richardson. The explosive playability that he brings to the Colts offense is what they'll be missing. I don't know if Gardner Minshew brings that ability. So this is maybe a pain tolerance issue a week or two from now, and we'll see how much they rush him back. you got to be delicate. This is your franchise quarterback. Use the top five pick on. I think the Colts will be smart and very, very careful. You see this tweet right here from NFL Network. It says, sources... Hashtag Colts starting quarterback Anthony Richardson received an initial diagnosis of a grade three AC joint sprain, which would mean he'd miss a month or more. He has an MRI this morning to confirm. Either way, it's likely Gardner Minshew next week and moving forward. I saw other reports out there on Twitter saying that he wanted to get multiple opinions on his shoulder. But certainly sounds like the positives are doesn't sound like it's season ending but it is his right shoulder. It is his throwing shoulder. So it does seem like it's unlikely that he starts this weekend against the Jaguars. Yeah, particularly with that grade three uh, potential diagnosis. I mean, their bye week isn't for another five weeks. Right. Uh, so he may be – I mean, that would probably be the worst-case scenario. Yeah, Gardner Minshew sure Gardner Minshew revenge game against the Jags. <laughs> That's right. That's Let's right. go. That's right. Hashtag revenge game. Gardner Narrative street. Play. Gardner Minshew coming back. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, my goodness. If Nathaniel Hackett can have a revenge yes, game, then the Gardner Minshew can Anyone can have a revenge Definitely game. Definitely gets Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Chiefs at Vikings. Anyway, get better soon, Anthony. Yes. We miss you. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on his injury status going forward. Chiefs at Vikings in a close one here, guys. Jordan Addison with the big day. Caught six of his nine targets for 64 yards with a touchdown, of course. And the bigger story on the wide receiver front here, Matthew, is Justin Jefferson well, he only caught three of his six targets for 28 yards. He leaves in the fourth quarter with a hamstring injury that there's just not a lot of clarity on right now. No, none whatsoever. Head coach Kevin O'Connell after the game saying, quote, it's still very early to know the extent of Jefferson's hamstring injury. It was tough on him. He's the ultimate competitor. But here's the key of that, of that quote, right? Still very early, sure, to know the extent of Jefferson's hamstring injury. Wait, whoa, whoa. Oh, so he does have a hamstring injury. I mean, like, to me, that's what I took away is it's like, you know, because he came up, could it be cramping, you know, yeah. could it, it lip? No, no, no. He's a speed wide receiver with a hamstring injury. And whatever it is, it's not good. Yeah. So there were two two red flags for me. One, the fact that Kevin O'Connell talked about consoling Justin Jefferson after the game. You don't console someone over a little tweak. Secondly, the fact that no. he wasn't out there for the Hail Mary play 
which was a fair way after he'd been injured initially. That's another red flag that he couldn't jog down the field to try and get over for Hail Mary. So I would expect Jefferson's probably going to miss some time. The other tough, tough thing for the Vikings is their bye week isn't until week 13. Yeah. So there's no respite coming up there. So I'd expect Jefferson to miss a bit of time, in which case Jordan Addison uh, will be the best. Yeah, I mean, what, what you can only hope, though, is that he's back in two weeks. So they're at Chicago this week. You certainly like that secondary, you know, to go against that secondary uh, if you have... Uh, a Vikings player, but then they're home to the Niners. You don't love that. At Green Bay and then at Atlanta. So it gets a little bit tougher here the next four next four weeks other than the game next week against the Bears. Um, but to your point, yes, we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but certainly Jordan, in the, in the short term, Jordan Addison, K.J. Osborne, in that order for me, take a bump up in terms of the target share. T.J. Hawkinson always going to be a part of it, especially because, Connor, it doesn't seem like this team can run the ball. No, they can. And you saw that with Alexander Madison. Only eight carries. Yeah. I mean, they're, oh, they're constantly playing in a throw script, too, which doesn't yes. help, but they, they really are an efficient running team. I mean, you see the 10 total touches for Alexander Madison, seven touches for Cam Akers. Neither guy got anything going. Uh, Jay, obviously, Madison gets the touchdown, which, which spares him from a dreadful fantasy day, and we've just seen too many of those. But in terms of the down-by-down efficiency, it's not there for this group. It isn't. And look, last week, Madison had 17 carries to Cam Akers, five carries. This week, Madison, eight carries, Akers, five mm. carries again. So that is, you know, small sample, but trending towards Akers. And just Madison hasn't just hasn't taken his opportunities. He had the fumble issue. He had the bad, he's had bad games. And we expect at some point this to become and, Akers. And I'll tell you, this, this isn't something that shows up in the box score as well but I just remember this play vividly. I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was like a key, I want to say it was a second or third down, but they were trying to they were trying to drive. They were down against Kansas City, and I think it might have been a third down, but either second or third down. But the point is, is that Madison was open in the flat for just a simple little touch pass. It was a really well-designed play. They let everyone kind of rush in, and, you know, and so Cousins just floats it over there, hits him in the hands, and if he catches it, he runs for a first down. It's just it's a really well-designed play. And he drops it. Yeah. Just like, it, you know, just a play that a professional running back needs to make, and he didn't. And so, again, it just goes to sort of the, the focus issues that we've seen from Madison in terms of whether, to your point, about just the, the fumbles and the drops. And it just, again, they traded for Cam Akers, a guy they know for a reason. It's a short week. We will see what happens against the Bears. We'll talk about this more tomorrow. But, I um, listen, you were nervous about Alexander Madison early in the year. You're nervous when they drafted Cam Akers. You're think, okay, maybe he's held it off a little bit last week, but I think you can be back to being nervous about Cam Akers. Be nervous. Yes, yeah. be very afraid. <laughs> I want out of Alexander Madison. If yes. I if Afraid I had everyone. Alexander Madison, I would want out of the business. And you know, hey, he, like he scored a touchdown, he played a lot of the snaps. Tough I business. want out of the Alexander Stop Madison falling. business yeah. if I can get if yeah. I can. Uh, get reasonable value on the other side of this one Travis Kelsey with the big day 10 catches 67 yards and a touchdown he also had the ankle injury right before halftime yeah. he returns in the second half a bit of a surprise here Jay because it looked like it, did, it looked really bad for Kelsey what just the Twitter doctors they were one. out and furious I, Achilles they, they basically well, the, wrote the man an obituary commentary wasn't great either in the in the game itself where everyone because because the way Kelsey went down where he just kind of yeah. went limp but it's like all right, non-contact well, yeah, yeah. It's so like, scary turf. yeah but when you look at it, it didn't look that bad in real time. And he was, you know, he was walking around. And it seems like it's just a low, great, a low ankle sprain. the ankle. Yes. Yeah, it still happens. Yeah, so, it's not a high ankle sprain. It yeah. looks like a low one. Obviously, he came back. He played. He caught the touchdown. Two things. I will just – I'm going to go on a, a very slight, quick mini rant here, Stephen. Don't worry. But I, I'm just <laughs> – Be very afraid. Um, no, I just – I want to give a shout-out to my, to my friend and my former colleague, Stefania Bell who does such a great job, and if you ever follow her on Twitter, and I highly encourage you to follow Stefania, 
But she's very well sourced, very well versed. And so, and there are a few people on Twitter that I think do a really good job in terms of medical information. But the most of them are like, ah, this looks like he's out. And you're just like, stop it. Stop it. What are you doing? Like, you don't have inside sources on the team. You don't know. Every patient is different. Every athlete responds to treatment differently. Every injury is differently. A high ankle sprain on you is very different than a high ankle sprain on me. Again, me being a, you know, bastion of health and you, you know, (laughs) barely waddling in here. But I'm just saying the fact is, is that no, different injuries. Yeah, yeah. Different, different, um, different injuries affect players differently and exactly where it is. And until you examine that player, you won't know. And again, even if, even if it was in the exact same place, an injury that happens to Saquon Barkley is different than an injury that happens to James Conner. Like, it just is. It's like what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Right. Because he was done. He was done for all money and then had the greatest second half anyone's ever had. That's my point. And so I just, I I get these people are trying to, like, get engagement. But just, I would just ask anyone that is a reasonable fantasy manager, like, don't listen to them. Yeah. Don't, don't listen, don't listen to them. It's all, it's all speculation and it's all done for clicks and it drives me, it drives me crazy and, and. There's unfortunately very few of them that are very good at what they do. Stefania Bell being one of them. Yeah. So with this game, Kelsey comes back. He's a monster. It seems like he'll probably be okay for Thursday, given the way that he closed the game. Don't have 100% confirmation on that, but no long-term concerns about Travis Kelsey at this stage. To me, the takeaway I will again, say, though, had it been a serious injury, the Swifties, much like the BTS <laughs> Army, the Swifties would have made – there would have been grass in every stadium next week. There would have been grass in every single stadium next week. Do not – like, that's the most powerful voting block in all of America. <laughs> yes, Make sure. yes, it's the sleeping giant. Yes. Uh, I think the big takeaway, again, though, is that 10 Kansas City players had receptions. Was it 11? Yeah, or 11. Like it's, just where we're at. it's just such a democratic offense outside of Kelsey. Isaiah Pacheco gets 16 carries again, gets in the end zone, has a fine day. But there's just hey. no receiver that you want outside of potentially Rasheed Rice. Thank you very much. Scored a touchdown. That was my bold prediction on fantasy football pregame is that he would get in the end zone. I think he was third on the team in targets. Rasheed Rice remains a priority stash for me on this Chiefs offense. Let's move on, though. Yeah, our final Denver. game, Sunday night Stop football. Stop delaying everything. I, just, like I want us to go. I'm getting back. Off, off track. I'm not here on Sunday, but I like showing up and ruining the show. Yeah. That's why oh, I arrived. God. All right, Cowboys 49ers. This one, um, I wouldn't say didn't live up to the hype. It's just incredible how much of a powerhouse the Niners offense is right now. And we had the classic big George Kittle game. We're good for one of these, I feel like, every now and then. He catches three, three, three of his four targets, six, seven yards. But here's the thing, guys. All three were touchdowns in a game that Brock Purdy looked absolutely surgical, Jay. He did. Do you believe now, Matthew, in Brock Purdy MVP? I was laughed off the, laughed off the set, but 25 to 1, pointing him out. He's now plus 700 uh, and a top three favorite with DraftKings. And I think he was the story here. He was a 10 out of 10 against a pretty good Dallas defense. George Kittle, the main beneficiary. Well, you didn't like Purdy's performance? I thought Purdy, <laughs> I thought Purdy was amazing. I don't like the bet, and I'll tell you why. Because I think that while he probably might be deserving, I mean, they're the best team in the NFL. The Niners are the best team in the NFL. My argument is, is that he does not, rightfully or wrongfully, my feeling is, is that the credit will go to Kyle Shanahan. He's a system quarterback. Doesn't ca- I mean, again, the more performances like this, you kind of got to like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care what system you, you know, you put Desmond Ritter in. Like, that ain't happening, right? You know, whatever. Pick, a, pick your quarterback that you don't like. But uh, I just feel like. Feels like Chris McCaffrey has a better chance than Brock Purdy. I know MVP's a quarterback award. I think last night was kind of an awakening in America around Maybe. Brock Purdy and the way that our, our friends Collinsworth and Tariko were talking about him on the broadcast, like he was this 
uh, Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. So I figure the way he processes information, just his depth of target on these throws yeah. as well. Some of the throws to IU, these are next level throws. Oh, 100%. And I think his pedigree can absolutely get to the level of Tua and Jalen Hurts. No one's going to think he's as good as Mahomes or Josh Allen, but they can think he's as good as Tua or Jalen Hurts, and those guys can absolutely win MVP as well. He's an amazing story. He has played great. I mean, uh, absolutely love the kid. There's no question about it. I agree with you. Some of the stuff to Ayuk, it like executed that play that they also ran in Detroit that we just showed, like the the double uh, flea flicker kind of thing, you know. And they've run it in Iowa as it's well. Actually, like I've yeah, seen some. A, there's a copyright claim in civil court around that one. Just immediately, Kyle Shanahan lifting. But I'm with you. I just, I just don't, I just don't think he, rightfully or wrongfully, I just don't think he wins the award just because I think the narrative around him. But I, I'm with you. Like certainly, last night was a big step in the right direction. Through the first five weeks of the season, let's talk fantasy now for a second. He's the seventh best quarterback in fantasy. Like, again, we thought he was kind of a mid-tier QB, too. But he's had two or more touchdown passes in eight of his ten career starts. You know, and then the schedule, they play, they're play. they on the road at Cleveland. That'll be a test. Cleveland's a very good defense coming off of the bye. At Minnesota, home to Cincinnati, a bye at Jacksonville. Like, it's not a schedule that, other than Cleveland, scares you. I think that if you manage to pick up Brock Purdy in your league and you've got Purdy and call it Josh Allen, call it Mahomes, somebody else, like if you had him as your, quote, backup quarterback and you need help somewhere else – Trade the bigger-name guy. Yep. Trade a Tua. Trade a Josh Allen or Herbert. Because I think jo- uh, Brock Purdy is good enough to be a legit fantasy starting quarterback the rest of the way. Yep. He's never lost a game that he's finished, Brock Purdy. It's unbelievable. He's 13-0. and 0. Uh, He is a monster. Not a monster as the Dallas offense right now. Dak Prescott, yep. again, really struggles against the Niners' defense. Obviously, probably a career-low moment for him in the playoffs. Maybe the second-worst moment of his career last night as he's one touchdown Three picks, 14 and 24. Just couldn't get anything going. And to me, it's a concern because other quarterbacks have moved the ball a little bit right. against San Francisco. Think about Matthew Stafford diced them up for a half uh, back in week two. So this is a red flag for me on Dak. Uh, really, everyone suffered in the offense, C.D. Lamb. But it really just starts with Dak uh, and the game that he had. I think for our fantasy purposes, it's very simple, though. You're still starting C.D. Lamb. Yeah. You're still starting Tony Pollard. You're still probably starting Jake Ferguson. And that's about it, just because tight end so bad. You can't be starting Dak anymore. They are playing the Chargers this week, which is a great matchup. So, you know, again, for our purposes, it doesn't matter. Dak will be good enough to get the ball to the people that we care about. And you can't be using Dak as a fantasy quarterback. One last thing from this game for me is just, you know, shout out to Christian McCaffrey, our, our one true God. Once again, death taxes Christian McCaffrey in the end zone, 14th straight week with a touchdown as well. It was hilarious because my Twitter feed was like every single account I follow, like, whoa, 14th Street touchdown for Christian McCaffrey. They all were the same play, <laughs> the, same, the same video over and over and over and over again. Every single sports book I follow, like, he cashes at what, you know, whatever it was, you know, whatever the odds were on their particular sports book, you know. Of course, we're a DraftKings show, but I'm just saying, like, um, <laughs> they're the only one I really follow. I've shadow banned the rest of them. Uh, but yeah, Chris I just, McCaffrey the thing with McCaffrey awesome. is that was a bad game for Christian. That was like two out of ten. Christian McCaffrey game, seventy-eight yards and still, a touchdown, still a monster, totally viable. It's ridiculous. His fourteen touchdown streak is the second longest NFL history. It's good. He's yeah. just yes, it is. That is good. Yeah. Great analysis. Yeah. You know what else is good? The toughest competition of the year is here. The biggest talents in men's rugby take the stage as 20 countries compete for 20 days of heart-pounding, hard-hitting action at the Rugby World Cup. Watch every match live on Peacock all the way through the final on October 28th, with games also available on CNBC. We're going to break when we're back. Weekend Warriors. Look at the muscles of the the guy in green. Look at those (laughs) muscles. Good Lord. Rugby players are jacked. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? 
making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Single back as ETN gets the handoff running over the left side, finds a hole at the 30. He's free at the 20. Left numbers to the 10. Breaks a tackle and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Jaguars. Have a, a discussion of you not scoring when you uh, were from 34 yards out to take more time off the clock. And... I thought about it, but now it's like, nah. <laughs> and nah, they, they, uh, they've been having a... The, the crowd was going crazy all game, and I just wanted to go out there and try to put the game away, and our defense was playing really well, and I feel like it was the, the right thing to do at the time. Travis Etienne saying, I played against myself in fantasy football today. Boy, tough, yeah. tough moment for Travis. Talk about a mix of emotions. Can you imagine? If, what if he had taken yeah, the knee? What if he said, like, you know what, I did. I decided to take the knee because I'm playing against myself in Good fantasy today. Um, but, like, hey, come on. Um, now, now, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, actually talked to Travis after the game and asked him about this. And he, Travis apparently said it was an auto-draft situation, which is how he wound up. No, seriously, like the, the, for a reason he couldn't make the draft. Or, so he ended up not having himself on his team. But come on, Travis. Start working the phone lines. Hey, trade <laughs> yeah. me to me. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Although, shout out to whoever that was. Like, no, Travis, I'm going to beat you with you. <laughs> shout so out to whoever that dude I hope is. Hope it's a players it's league. Yeah, it's somebody move. else on like the Jacksonville defense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be so, pretty somebody great. like somebody like that. Yeah. All right, anyway. weekend Warriors, and that's exactly who we start here uh, with. Jay Travis Etienne, 26 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns, just a mammoth day for London's very own. Travis Etienne. London's very own Travis Etienne. He's quietly fifth in the NFL in rushing. He finishes as the number one running back yesterday, and he's living up to all the expectation. And the sneaky thing is, is that he's getting targeted in the passing game. 21 targets, 18 receptions through five weeks, Connor. uh, And that is really where his value is at the moment. Uh, And he really did ice the game. And he he looks like a locked in RB1 going forward. I know there were the concerns about Tank Bigsby and that has manifested a little bit at the goal line, but he's providing so much value overall uh, that he is clearly a locked-in RB1. 
The usage has been there all season long, at least 23 touches now in four or five games. It just hadn't manifested itself in production the way it has right now. Colts, Saints, Steelers, bye are the next four for them. You don't love the Saints game, but the rest of it, yeah, locked in RB1 based on the usage and the offense finally coming around. Yep. Guys, Robert Sala said this week Brees Hall is officially off the pitch count, and it's nice when a coach actually lives up to his press conferences. 22 carries, yeah. 177 yards, and a touchdown. Brees also caught three passes, and this is the thing here from me, guys. Brees, weeks one to four, 12 of his 209 total yards were before contact, only 12. He's getting hit at the line of scrimmage constantly. Week 5, 115 of his 177 yards were before contact. This Jets run-blocking unit founded against Denver like a lot of teams do, and that brought out the best version of a rumbling home run hitting Brees Hall. To me, Connor, the biggest takeaway from this was on this run, this touchdown run that went 72 yards, he hit a speed of 21.5 miles per hour. That is the fastest that anyone has run this year outside of a Miami Dolphin, and I'm just <laughs> not including them because it's not fair. In fairness, I have yet to be timed. <laughs> yes, that's fair. I mean, you guys have seen me running out to the parking lot. Yeah, it's pretty Jamal, close. Thanks. It's pretty close as I'm dodging security guards. Uh, you know, well, I, I take a lot of office supplies, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, 120 total yards in all three career games with 20 touches, so him getting more touches is good. This is the first game of the year with 15 or more touches, 25 in total for Brees Hall. We think he's back. Now, they got a tough matchup against Philadelphia and then the bye week, Connor, but what's the feeling around the Jets camp? Do, like, do they feel like, ah, it's Denver, we should have beaten Denver? Or do they feel like, you know what, hey, Philadelphia's been on the brink of, like, sort of disaster. I feel like they've, they've kind of narrowly escaped a few different games here, and maybe this Jets team, which all of a sudden is 2-3 and three, and back in the thick of it, Right. Has a shot. The Eagles, rightly so, are going to be a touchdown favorite in this game, but so were the Chiefs. The Chiefs were more than that against yeah. the Jets, and I think the Jets, there was too much emotion in this game against the Broncos. It was very sloppy for the first three quarters because of the Hackett-Payton Bowl, yeah. but the Jets prepared and looked better against Kansas City, a game they lost, and I feel like that type of you know workman preparation will take place against the Eagles again where you have some kind of hope. little concern Zach Wilson didn't, didn't look good. He looked back to old Zach Wilson. He made a few plays with his right. legs. He made some nice throws, but he was a lot closer to bad Zach than the Zach that we saw on Sunday Night Football, and I worry how that impacts Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall's running space, not going to play the Denver defense. Everywhere. Yeah, they're down Elijah Vera Tucker against the Eagles, yeah. too. He's their best lineman. That's Correct. That's scary. Yeah, that, that definitely does not help, but again, all Zach Wilson needs to do is just not lose them the game. Yep. Like again, with the training wheels off or the, the pitch count done for Brees Hall, they can just run the ball. They can be really, really run heavy. You, you know, and they need to get Dalvin Cook and Michael Carter going. We saw Michael Carter actually get a little bit more run uh, this uh, this past weekend as well. But like in a run heavy game against, that's what they need to do. They need to slow down the Eagles offense. We'll have all week to talk about that. But listen, going forward, I think Brees Hall is a borderline RB1 with this kind of usage, but certainly a top 15 guy the rest of the way. Yep, and he has the upside to be the number two running back in fantasy the rest of the way behind Christian McCaffrey, I think. Like, why not? He's got I'm, that much talent. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Have, have you not watched a Dolphins game this year? Do you want to talk about Devin Achan? I would like to talk about, about Devin. De he's got the potential. Devon Achan, yes. Devon Achan, 11 carries, 151 and a touchdown. I mean, he's only averaging, the greatest running back in fantasy He's averaging history. 12.1 yards per carry. 
though. I believe the record is 5.5. Yeah, <laughs> which is insane. And it just looks so easy. Yeah, I know. It doesn't. To me, what it reminds me of, and this is a little niche, but remember when Colin Kaepernick ran for like 181 yards against the Packers in that uh, playoff game? It's like, what sport is this? Like, this just right. looks different. And Achan is kind of. I mean, he's more graceful of a runner than Kaepernick's upright darting style, but he just looks so much faster than everyone, and he is so much faster than everyone. <laughs> the only thing is, little ankle sprain, we'll see about that. And also, is he ever going to get 15, 16 carries a game, Matthew? But, but, but he doesn't, like, you can't carry the ball. Wait, wait, well, listen, listen, here's the thing. Here's how football works is that when you take the ball on first down, like at your own 20, and then you score on that same play, there's no other downs to carry the ball. He can't get more carries because he keeps scoring. Damn it. Like, that's the, it's his fault that he can't get more carries. He keeps scoring every time he touches the ball. He's got seven touchdowns in three games. Like, honestly, like, if at the end of the year you said, like, hey, here's this rookie running, rookie running back that was part of a three-man committee and he finished with 518 rushing yards and seven touchdowns, you're like, you know, that's a solid little year for a first-round running back in a three-man committee. That's what he's done over the last three games. What, what's the 518 like, yards and seven touchdowns, Jay? Yeah. How is he? How is he doing? Is this at all? Obviously, it's not sustainable. It's gonna be 12 yards per carry. But based on what he did in college, can he be, you know, an elite RB one going forward? And this offense is perfect for him. It's yes. a perfect zone running offense. They create so much space. There's so much threat on the outside with the speed they have and Tyreek and Waddle. That there's so much attention that way. And Achan is really fast. He's a tough runner. I mean, you know, as an A and M fan. He was really underrated in college Very football was. somehow. Giga Maggie's, and, and, like, just in the SEC, like, it wasn't just the big plays. It was always so, like, the, he would get the tough yards. They, did, they had no problem running him off tackle on some teams with A&M that were not that good as well. Five red zone touches a game over the last three games as well. So when they're getting close, again, Mostert is still there. I mean, I think that's the other thing is that Mostert is still usable as well. There's clearly a pecking order between HN and then Mostert. But um, they're basically switting, splitting the touches here. Um, Mostert a little bit more involved in the passing game. Achan running the ball a little bit more. Both guys are awesome. Hats off to Mike McDaniel. This is just a thing of beauty. We are, uh, we are blessed to be able to watch this in the year 2023. Tough loss for the Aggies. Probably shouldn't have kicked down the end against Alabama, but that's okay. Uh, how do we segue uh, from Jimbo Devin Achan to Adam Thielen? Uh, I saved Adam Thielen for Barry because they have a lot in common. <laughs> They're both old. Yeah, exactly. We're both productive. Yep. We're both more productive than you think. Yeah. Both have a young fan base. Yeah. 11 both, catches, you want to know over 100 10? yards, right. touchdown. We both, uh, we, I mean, you know. <laughs> the volume for Thielen is just, this is it right here in the Panthers' offense. He's had at least seven receptions in each of the past four games. He's averaging over 23 fantasy points per game. He's averaging 11 targets. He plays in the slot. It's clear that Bryce Young isn't comfortable going outside the, uh, outside the numbers in a significant yeah. way. Like, there's a connection there. And so... It's really just health. Can he stay healthy all year long again at his advanced age? It's a question that I get asked by NBC executives every single day as well. Who knows? I don't know. He's day-to-day. We're all day-to-day. But the fact is is that as long as Adam Thielen's out there, he's going to continue to be a, you know, like a top 15 fantasy-wide receiver. He's going to get massive volume. It's a low – look, it's not an offense that's going to be throwing a ton. It's not an offense that's going to be in scoring position a lot. But – He's, he's playing the slot, which is his natural position, especially at this age. He's a veteran wide receiver who knows how to get open. And so at Miami, where you expect them to be throwing a lot, then they've got to buy home to Houston, home to Indy. Not a bunch of, you know, I mean, like, again, not defenses that scare you. So as long as he's held, again, he was my sell-high candidate last week. I think he is still a sell-high candidate. Yep. But, uh, like, I don't think this is a fluke as long as he's healthy. 
Jay, Steelers-Ravens was an ugly game, but there was nothing ugly about George Pickens' performance. Six catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. This is the guy in the Steelers' pass game. I have no idea how Pittsburgh won this game. It was absolutely insane. Ravens gave it away. I'll I'll tell you exactly how. I'm just going to get a quick impression. Who am I? I'm open, I'm open. Sorry. Oh, there, I'm just sorry. That was, that was Aguilar, every Baltimore. Zay Flowers. Yeah, Zay, Rashad Bateman Rashad in the Bateman. end zone. Yeah. yeah, every single Baltimore Ravens pass catcher. There you go. That was an impression of them. Thank you very much. And see. Uh, yeah. well, I, I just like, please, hey, Stephen, cut that clip, send it to the Emmys, <laughs> if you will. Just that impression right there. Yeah. Just send it over to Saturday Night Live as well. Maybe, you know, just in terms of my sketch comedy yeah. chops. I'm not sure if that was Blessed uh, or uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln. Uh, exactly. Either way. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rashad Bateman. Hey, I'm open in the end zone. What oh, hits me in the numbers? Drop. Oh, boy. Well, George Pickens wasn't dropping those passes, no. Matthew. And he just continues to get insane target share. He's had 75-plus yards in three of the four games since Deontay Johnson went down. I don't trust this offense. I don't trust uh, Kenny Pickett at all. He did not play well again. Although, again, he makes the plays down the end. Uh, and George Pickens is just the locked-in starting wide receiver for the time being. Tweet that I just saw here from uh, at PFF Brad, Brad Spiegelberger over there at our friends with PFF. Lamar Jackson with an all-time letdown from his receiving core. Ravens credited with seven drops, third most since 2017, including two in the end zone. That Bateman one was brutal. And two more on throws 20-plus yards or more downfield. Uh, also, by the way, there was, a, there was a play where Zay Jones was wide open yeah. and that like if Lamar and he just he like slipped or fell down, like Lamar was going to hit him in stride, probably would have been a touchdown as well. That doesn't show up in the box score. Like that's how the Steelers won this game is that Lamar Jackson doesn't have anyone around him that can catch. Um, and we'll talk about that when we get to the Sunday scaries real quickly. But George Pickens, 22% target share now for four straight games. Like the Pickens breakout that we thought was going to happen is happening. It helps the fact, obviously, that Deontay Johnson is hurt, but like. He's the, he's the part of the passing game you can count on. Our last one, Jay, Desmond Ritter, 28-37, 332 yards and a touchdown. He also ran for a touchdown and leads Atlanta to a thrilling win over Houston. Yep, he looked good. Desmond Ritter, he much did. maligned in this space, I think justifiably. But he showed a level of competence. And the fact that he was just able to get the ball to Kyle Pitts, most notably, and Drake London shows, I think, a ceiling for this offense that I didn't think they had before yesterday. I'm not, ready to, I'm not ready to bail on my Desmond Ritter hate just yet. <laughs> um, but I will say this. he is. It's, this happened a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember this in fantasy football where Ben Roethlisberger had these crazy weird home road splits where he was actually much – he was actually better on the road than he was – I'm sorry. He was better at – he was much better at home than he was on the road. And that's – Ritter's actually been pretty good at home this year and pretty brutal on the road as well. It's hilarious. It's the one week that Lawrence Jackson has been the biggest Desmond Ritter defender. Like, he bailed on him on Sunday morning. Um, and uh, anyway, Desmond Ritter comes in with a big game and, uh, and made Kyle Pitts a thing. We'll talk more about that over the rest of the week. Sunday Scaries, we already talked about Lamar Jackson. Listen, 22 or 38 for 236 yards and one pick. But, Jay, I mean, the story with Lamar is that his guys are not helping him out as well. They're not helping him out. The drops are insane. They should have won this game by 25 points, honestly. Uh, and he, he does throw the terrible pick. If that passed the Odell Beckham and just been incomplete instead of a pick, then they very likely win the game. But, look, not worried about Lamar Jackson. Tough game. Wasn't helped out. Didn't make a great decision down the end, but he will be fine. I, I will. You're still starting him, but I will say zero touchdown passes now in three of five games this season. We were promised a high-flying Todd Lonkin offense, and, offense, and it is, offense. and it does look out of rhythm. And, again, I, you know, I, I think not a lot of the blame should be on Jackson, but still, come on now. 
I, one that I'm concerned about is absolutely still Ramondre Stevenson. This offense sure. is putrid, eight carries for 24 yards. The offensive line doesn't look good. Mac Jones looks even worse. Bailey Zappi had to play. I mean, th- I don't know how you could have any hope that there's a turnaround for Ramondre Stevenson right now, Matthew. The only hope is, is that they play the Raiders next week. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that'll be playing on a short week. But, yeah, I mean, the whole offense just looks break- broken. It's his third straight game with under eight fantasy points. He's in flex territory. He's in. He's a touchdown-dependent flex territory, and the way the Patriots' offense is going, they ain't scoring a lot of touchdowns. So it's really upsetting. No, uh, for, it, It's his first game with zero receptions. We talked about his lack of passing game usage on pregame. It's why he made the hate list this week as well. He's just not being involved in the passing game, and that's bad for a guy like Ramondre. Jay, how about James Cook in London? Five carries, negative four yards. I think the big thing that stands out to me, we're seeing a lot of Latavius Murray on the field as well. Yep, not ideal. And they were just having to throw the entire game as well. So I'd write this one off, but certainly concerned about Latavius Murray. All right, our last one, Cortland Sutton. He gets blanked, essentially, against the Jets. Only caught one pass for 13 yards. The Sauce Gardner effect a little bit here? Exactly. He was on the hate list for this reason. Again, just, you know, Sauce Gardner, just how good this Jets defense is. I'm not worried about uh, Cortland Sutton moving forward. They're going to have to throw against Kansas City. So, you know, again, he's as good as that offense is, and that offense is, like, middle of the pack. All right. So we're going to take our last break here. When we're back, four. it's last call, Monday Night Football. We got best bets coming right up. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. It's time for last call. Let's take a look at the most bet Monday Night Football props, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. You see Christian Watson receiving yards, the over set at 40 and a half. That's number one. Jordan Love rushing yards set at 13 and a half. Uh, the public is going over. Same could be said for Romeo Dobbs receiving yards at 47 and a half. Jordan Love alternate pass yards. 
200 plus. Christian Watson alternate receiving yards. All Packers offense here. Jay, do you have something different in mind than the public? Uh, I have a variation on the public. I like Romeo Dobbs over 47 and a half, but I'm going to take a home run swing for my best bet in honor of Penn State Blake and his Phillies playing tonight. Sure. I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs 100 plus receiving yards at plus 750 on DraftKings. I just have a rule generally if you've had 25 targets the preceding two weeks, you can't be plus 750 to get 100 plus receiving yards. And I know Christian Watson will be more integrated, but Dobbs is getting so many targets against the weak pass defense uh, in Vegas that I think that he can go over 100. I like that as well, and I'm also going on Romeo Dobbs, who's had five end zone targets this season that's tied for the third most. Raiders are tied for the most touchdowns allowed to opposing wide receivers. So Romeo Dobbs, anytime touchdown, is at plus 220. So I, I like that as well. Give me the over on Jordan Love, one-and-a-half touchdown passes. It's just minus 110. Remember, he had three touchdown passes each of the first two games. Again, last two games he's been under that number, but against the Raiders in what should be a high-scoring game in a, in a defense that doesn't really scare you, give me that. And then last one here for me, I'll take the over on Luke Musgrave receiving at 31-and-a-half receiving yards. He's had at least 45 receiving yards in two of the three full games he's played. Remember last week he left with a concussion early, so – I think Luke Musgrave, 10 days removed, should be fully healthy again. I'm expecting a lot from this Packers passing offense tonight. Back to the well on Musgrave. Back to the well on Musgrave. Okay. Guys, somebody has to care about the Raiders on this show. I got <laughs> yeah. Max Crosby for half a sack. That's at minus 120. You love your half, half sack I do. Props. I love my defensive props. And then uh, Jacoby Myers, over four and a half receptions. Jacoby Myers is Seems a bit of – it does seem low. And it's plus money, plus 105 at four and a half. So get that before that. it jumps up to five and a half. <laughs> Um, Jacoby Myers definitely featured in this offense, especially when Jimmy's yeah. there. So I think a lot of work for Jacoby Myers in this game. Yeah, for some, Devontae Adams' revenge game. Anytime touchdown to Devontae Adams is just uh, minus 115. So, I don't know. That's kind of interesting as well. Listen, it's closing time, which means you don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Head to Arizona for a good time <laughs> if you want. Otherwise, we'll see you back here tomorrow for Jay and Connor. I'm Matthew Berry. We'll see you. Good, uh, good luck tonight. Peace out. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com.